Hello, and welcome to the RPG Academy's Show and Tell. Show and Tell is a show where we like to bring on somebody in the RPG space and talk about something cool they're working on. I'm Mo, and today we're talking to Banana Chan, designer of Deimos Academy, an RPG. Yeah. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Banana Chan. Uh, my pronouns are she, they, and he. And I am a game designer, uh, a games publisher. I am the co-founder and owner of a small box RPG publishing company called Read Write Memory, formerly known as Game in a Curry. I am also the designer, one of the designers of Deimos Academy. Uh, I designed the game with Austin Taylor and Amanda Call. Uh, it is about adults returning back to their cursed boarding school for a reunion, and they have forgotten a lot about their past. They have a lot of trauma, and they're going through different rooms of the school remembering a lot of things and facing their fears and overcoming them, uh, hopefully overcoming them some of them might get consumed by the school itself. Uh, it is heavily inspired by my own experience of boarding school, and it uses several paper dolls that you can color in. You can uh, go through the rooms, go through all the, the various different spaces uh, through this coloring book that you can just like, you know, scribble into. Okay. And, oh, sorry, go ahead. Let, let's, let's, let's get into the game in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple other questions. Um, but how did you get into game design? Um, it sounds like, I, well, it doesn't sound like. I've heard you all over the place. You're quite accomplished. And like, what what was your game design origin story? And uh, what, what has your journey been so far? Yeah, so I think I started actually designing games in 2016, 2017, around then. Um, and so I think around that time, uh, I just discovered the Golden Cobra Challenge. I had met a bunch of people through conventions. I've been playing games for quite some time. Um, and uh, during that time, I was going to conventions that had a lot of board games, got really interested in board games, uh, you know, started a publishing company because I just wanted to test the waters with my, my partner, Herb, uh, to see if we could do it. And so we started doing it. We uh, you know, published one of our friends' games. Uh, it was called Yeah Diamonds, and it's by Dave uh, Dave Beaver and Brian Soriano. And after that, we were just like, "Oh, this is pretty cool. Let's continue doing this." This is pre-pandemic, so like the barrier to entry was very low at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually, we published uh, my partner's game, Herb's game, uh, called Judge Dread Block War. We got the license for Judge Dread, uh, which was pretty cool. And we just like published it using uh, all the money that we earned from our day jobs. And we just didn't even go crowdfunding it. Um, in parallel to that, uh, designed some LARPs, got really into LARPing, uh, designed some stuff for the Golden Cobra Challenge. And uh, through that, I won an honorable mention one year. And then the second year, I won an award uh, for best pervasive game. And so uh, through that, I think I got a little bit more confident with like game design, you know, games publishing and started getting into tabletop uh, writing, tabletop game design as well. And so I wrote for Kids on Bikes uh, a little bit um, because I was friends with uh, Dave. Uh, oh, sorry, Doug Lewandowski and uh, and um, Jonathan Gilmore, and that's sort of how we, you know, just started chatting. Um, we just like were playing games a lot, and uh, one thing led to another, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll write for you," and that just snowballed into like a bunch of different gigs. <laughs> and, 
uh, snowballed into, you know, writing for D&D, uh, you know, Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft, uh, Betrayal at House on the Hill 3rd Edition, um, designing stuff with Senfone Lim. Uh, so yeah, it, it's been, it's been wild. <laughs> it, it, it has been quite a journey. So yeah. that's Judge Dread you worked on, not the, the, the block game Dread. No, 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 not, okay. not the Jenga or the, sorry, the, Jenga. the tower. Yeah, yeah. The t uh, sorry. The, the generic tower block game. Yes. <laughs> cool. Um, I'm sure I haven't checked out George Dread yet, but, um, uh, uh, I, I think I have confused it with people sometimes. <laughs> with <Dredd. laughs> um, so um, with Deimos Academy, uh, okay. So you 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 start us off, uh, boarding school, paper dolls. Um, let, let's just kind of start with the overview. Uh, what kind of experience am I going to have when I play this game? Yeah. So the vibes of the game are very much like a horror feel, right? So uh, think Stephen King, think, you know, uh, going into a space that you're familiar with, but not quite familiar with. It's, you know, that feeling of something is wrong here. Uh, it's a cursed space mm -hmm. and you're trying to overcome your fears. And that's sort of the feeling that we wanted to give our players very much that like Stephen King's sort of mm -hmm. vibe. Nice. And does everybody play as students at a boarding school? Yes. So you're alumni. So you're adults returning back to the boarding school. Um, you were at one time like a student. Uh, and over time, if, you know, you fail some roles, if you're, you know, trying to become consumed by the school, uh, because some players, they might want to play to fail, right? They want to play to lose. And so if you're getting consumed by the school, you would get more pieces of uh, paper doll uniform. And so you basically paste on the paper dolls uniform onto your character. And that just basically represents that you're becoming like, you know, a part of the school. And you have to take tests and study <laughs> and get detention. <laughs> school is terrifying. <laughs> I, I, I don't miss it. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, how does the game work? Uh, uh, so I'm hearing a really interesting, evocative game that does not sound like picking up a sword, going into a cave, and killing a dragon. Uh, <laughs> how does this game work? Yeah, so this is a GM-less game. And okay. a lot of the prompts, a lot of the um, the guidance is within the, the coloring book itself. So the box set comes with two books, the rule book, which basically gives you like an overview of how the game plays out. And it also comes with a coloring book that guides you through the play. And so before anything happens, uh, you create your characters, you choose your paper doll, uh, and uh, you basically cut them out and color them however you want. Uh, the second thing that you do is you basically write down uh, write down some memories. So each player gets a card um, from you know this deck of cards. So you get like a good memory, a bad memory, and a scary memory, and you basically write down your memories uh, on these cards. And it should be vague enough where it's like you know uh, as an example of like a, a scary memory. Um, one day I saw the walls bleed in my dorm room, right? And so you would take those cards and you would just shuffle them up to make a deck of memories. When From you start, all the players, is that right? Yep. 
Yeah. Okay. So it, you know, whoever picks it up, it could be like, you know, someone else had written that memory, but mm -hmm. you could just play with it uh, and go with it from there. Um, and so when you enter into play, uh, the first thing that you do is you sort of set the scene, you, you know, answer a bunch of questions. What's the school like? Where, uh, where are you? Um, you know, uh, where, what time frame is this? Um, and you go through like all these prompts that are basically set up like an alumni, um, like a reunion sort of like invitation. So uh, it tells you like, you know, dear alumni, it's year whatever, uh, we're meeting at blank, uh, come join us for this reunion, you know, don't invite anyone else, it's just you. And so uh, you get to the right. gates of the school uh, you enter through the gates of the school and uh, you have a choice between three rooms and you enter into the room. Say, for example, it's one of the classrooms. You get into the classroom and uh, you, you know, do a few more prompts, maybe asking, you know, answering the question of who was your teacher in this room. Uh, and then you, your characters, you would choose like three, uh, sorry, each of you would choose an item in the room. Uh, that you're most drawn to. So each of the rooms has like different items. It could be like, you know, a pencil case or a, uh, a carving on uh, a wooden desk or something like that. And you would place your character next to it to represent that you're about to, uh, about to remember something. And so when your character, when you are ready to roll the dice, uh, each person would take a turn and uh, they would just roll a die, uh, determining whether or not they remember something or recall something from that item that they're standing next to. And so uh, one to two is a failure. And so uh, if you fail, then you take the top card from the memory deck and you rip it up uh, and you don't remember anything and you try to you know, antagonize the other players a little bit. Um, and you also get a piece of the uniform. So you're getting a little bit more consumed by the school. Uh, if you roll a three to four and you're using a 1d6, by the way, uh, if you're rolling a three to four, then, um, you know, you remember something. And so you would color uh, the item in and you would basically act out a scene. And finally, if you do remember something, you recall something, you pick up the top card of the memory deck, you act it out as a flashback and you also color in the item. Uh, once everyone's had a turn, uh, one of the players will list off their fear onto the room itself and they will describe uh, what they see before all the players or all the characters leave the room to go to the next room. Uh, and so that's basically how play wow. works. <laughs> that, that's so, I have so many uh, dissecting questions about like, I feel like you just did a turn of the game Yeah. and I have so many questions. Um, so for starters, when I'm making a character, let's st let's start like from the player side. When I'm making a character, um, this is a GMless game. Mm -hmm. We 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 pick up the game. It's Demos Academy. Uh, we read the back of the game. We understand the tone. Okay, we're gonna. This is the game we're gonna play. Um, what kind of character am I making? So. There are several different options. So uh, one thing I forgot to mention was that each of the characters actually has a special ability as well. Um, hmm. Think more in line with uh, like, I don't know, like Dr. Sleep, like that kind of okay. vibe versus like, uh, like more like the shining Dr. Sleep, like that kind mm -hmm. of energy mm -hmm. versus like uh, 
Professor Xavier's school for gifted children. Like that's gotcha, not really gotcha. like the energy that we're going for or the vibe that we're going for. Um, and so each character has uh, has two sides to their character sheet. The first side is the regular selves. You know, they're uh, they're explaining you know who they once were when they were in school and who they are now. So maybe you were a goth at school, mm -hmm. uh, but now you are a PTA bomb or something like that. Gotcha. Um, and your special ability would be dependent on what you, which character sheet you chose. So uh, you could be a clairvoyant, you could be an astral traveler, which basically means that you do astral projection. Mm -hmm. um, you could be a, a medium, right? So there are all these different choices that you can, uh, you can pick from. So and, you're starting with the archetype of the power. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. Uh, all the other questions are basically the same um, for each character sheet. Uh, so the only thing that's different is the archetype of the the power. Okay. And how many powers um, do we have to choose from? I believe there are six. We okay. recently added one. I, there was one that was added as a stretch goal, um, mm -hmm. and that was the ghost. And so mm -hmm. uh, one of the characters can be a ghost if they chose to be one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we take the archetype. So we're starting with the power. Now, um, you, you made a very important distinction. You said this is much more The Shining or Dr. Sleep. Uh, Dr. Sleep is the sequel to The Shining for those who you know, haven't read Stephen King in the last uh, 20, 30 years. <laughs> um, and so it's the, the little boy grows up and uh, he is meeting other kids with powers. Um, so you say it's much more that than X-Men, superheroes. Mm -hmm. um, how is that tone controlled? Are powers controllable? Are they always reliable? They're sort of reliable. So if you choose to use your power, you basically role play it out. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, if you choose to use it, you can re-roll your die. Uh, and, you know, it sort of gives you that benefit of like, you know, hey, I don't like my uh, the die roll, so I want to change it a little bit. And so I'm gotcha. going to... Uh, role play out a scene where uh, say I'm a medium and I hear from, you know, a ghost or something like that, that tells me that, oh, actually, you know, you remember this carving in, in a wooden table on a wooden table from way back when, like, this is what you sort of remember. And you get to reroll the die. And if you fail, then maybe you don't remember anything. Uh, but if nice. you do succeed, then it's like, a, oh, maybe that ghost was right. I used to play a game called Champions. Oh, I like Champions. Yeah. <laughs> I, used, I used to play a game called D&D. Um, <laughs> I used to play with people who, um, uh, you, you say power, mm -hmm. and they say, how much can I use to leverage the world, right? So <laughs> um, is there a limit to the power in the game? Or is it just thematically appropriate that... Um, like powers really only allow you to reroll that die once. Yeah, so you can reroll your die up to two times, basically. Okay. So the game is designed uh, around one shots. It's not really like a, a long campaign type of game. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, yeah, so once you're done, you're kind of done. You can return back to the school at any time, uh, but then, you know, it's sort of like a different story that you're telling each time you go back. Mm -hmm. um, so there's that. I think another thing that the the powers sort of help with is storytelling, and so it's very prompt driven. It's very much like a 
like a storytelling game versus like a like a like a stats or a crunchy type of game. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so you you said prompts. That brings me to my next big like what what you talking about, Willis? Um, <laughs> question. Uh, what do you mean GMless? How does this work in a GMless manner? Yeah, so I would say this game is sort of inspired by games like uh, like A Quiet Place or um, or uh, Dialect or games mm -hmm. like, um, like, what's the other one? Oh, BFF uh, with the standees where uh, a lot of the prompts sort of drive the storytelling. And so a prompt could be like, you know, your character, uh, you know, many years ago uh, had an argument with another character and you still think about it. Who is the other character and act out that scene gotcha. with that other person? So gotcha. those are sort of like what the prompts are. And are they based on particular, like, are the rooms of the school listed and predetermined by the game? Yes. So okay. in the coloring book, you actually get like uh, the sort of like a it's sort of like a blueprint of what the the room mm -hmm. looks like. Mm -hmm. And so um, each room is drawn out by Amanda Call. So Amanda Call was the illustrator for all of the art. Uh, she created each room. Uh, we went back and forth on like, you know, what it should look like. And uh, each room is just predetermined. Um, everything from you know the items inside to you know where the doors are where you know the the fear the area where you should write your fear on like all of that is inside the coloring book gotcha okay mm -hmm. um all right so I'm, I'm getting vibes of like hey um we can't play our normal game let's play Deimos academy tonight <laughs> you know and like do something or it's Halloween. Let's do a cool one shot. That that's kind mm -hmm. of the vibes I'm getting. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely more of uh more of like an experimental kind of game, okay. uh, in the same vein as uh like I said, like you know, yeah. uh dialect or you know, um was it the quiet place or quiet year? I think it's, it's quiet a quiet year. year. I'm yeah, like, I played a quiet I year. Like, I haven't played a quiet yeah. place, but I saw yeah. the movie. I did see the movie too. So I just so up all the time. So a quiet year, right, the quiet right, right. year, the quiet, quiet year. year. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Next question. Um, all right. You've you've talked about paper dolls. You've talked about cutting stuff out and coloring them, almost being a mechanic, and that is quite um, interesting. Um, I don't have a, a history of growing up playing with paper dolls. So like, you know, I'm down, like, let's see what this is all about. But um, how exactly does that work? Um, when, when does coloring uh, affect the story? And when does putting on paper clothes affect the story? Yeah, so each player gets their own color of coloring pencil. Mm -hmm. um, so let me step back a little bit. So when you're creating your character, coloring the character in is a part of the game uh, okay. because you want to customize them. That sort of shows, you know, each each person like what their personalities are like, and you also get to choose a coloring pencil. So uh, say for example, I chose green, right? And so we enter into a room. I see, um, for example, a knife, uh, and I want to, you know recollect something, recollect like a memory with that knife. Uh, if I succeed, then I would color that knife in green. 
to represent that I remembered something. This is like uh, on the on the floor layout of the school. Yes, yes, gotcha. in the coloring okay. book. Yeah. Um, and so that's sort of what it's used for. The other thing that it's used for is at the very end of the game, this is sort of spoilery, but at the very end of the game, there's a maze that the characters have to escape out of because they're mm -hmm. escaping from the school. And it's a manifestation of all of their fears. So all of their fears would basically uh, appear before them in this maze. And in the past, uh, as an example, uh, we've had people who were scared of uh, of zombies. We were there were people who were scared of like themselves. So it was mm -hmm. like a mirror uh, sort of situation. Um, and, you know, we had people who were scared of like not being able to see things in front of them. So it was filled with fog. So it was like a, a foggy mirrored space with a whole lot of arms like outstretched trying to reach them. Nice. And that's sort of what the, the maze looked like. And so uh, going back to the coloring book, each player would take that coloring pencil and sort of try to draw themselves out of that maze. Uh, but in order to get out of the maze, they have to roll a die see how many um how many spaces they can get out and sort of like a like a roll and move sort of situation here mm -hmm. uh where you're trying to get out and as you're going through this maze there are prompts that you hit along the way uh which are you know questions like you know what was hidden beneath the floorboards of your dorm room uh, and you have to answer that question as you're moving through the maze this is so interesting um because you uh i think i i think off camera you mentioned that you have a solo rpg <laughs> yes i do and you also mentioned that you have a board game coming out i do and so like i'm i'm seeing like that like all of these things percolating in this game like in this cool way and uh you're like um you know people are like that 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 that's not what you do in an rpg and you're like why not it's fun you know <laughs> <laughs> I blame it on LARPing. I feel like I was really spoiled with LARPing. I was really spoiled with like that community. Mm -hmm. um, like I learned a lot from Jason Morningstar, Avery mm -hmm. Alder, um, you know, uh, Alex Roberts, you know, that whole community. They, uh, and, you know, I also mentioned dialect. So uh, Kat uh, and Akan, like, you know, we sort of, um, sorry, Kate and Akan, uh, you know, we had this community where we were playtesting each other's games all the time. Like I was playing their games and it was mm -hmm. very much like a, like, a, like it was more focused on storytelling and more right. focused right. on like right. building relationships and, you know, building, uh, you know, that kind of thing where it's just like, let's focus on the drama. Let's focus on the intensity of like the cinematics versus like die rolls. <laughs> and, and, you know, what I'm, what I'm hearing is that you're crafting an experience you know, mm -hmm. so if people go into playing this game, um, they're going to get to do the thing. Yeah. You know, if you play a superhero game and you don't get to use your superpower in a heroic, you know, cinematic way, you kind of feel shortchanged, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and so you're saying Deimos Academy is a game. It's going to be a horror game. It's going to be scary. And, you know, you're going to feel the feels. And, you know, I've played some games of Cthulhu where you could tell some of the players didn't necessarily get what Cthulhu was supposed to be about. And it could definitely easily turn a little more Indiana Jones and a little less Lovecraft. Um, 
And so, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you've designed something that delivers. And so that's awesome. Thank you. I hope players like it. <laughs> um, I, I'm interested in checking it out now. <laughs> um, so um, how can, like, if, if people want to play Damos Academy, uh, where, where do they go to find it and get it? Yeah. Like, how, how do they get their hands on it? Yeah, so we just uh, ended, I believe we just finished fulfilling a majority of our um, of our backer kit. And I think the backer kit is still up. So if you look up Demos Academy backer kit, uh, you should be able to pre-order it still. Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, you can always check out Drive Through RPG. We do have a digital version. Um, we have been playtesting it on, uh, we used to playtest on uh, before we were doing physical versions and then the pandemic happened and we had to switch over to uh, a digital version and then we went back to physical. But uh, when we were doing uh, digital play testing, we did it all through Google Slides. So we mm. created like all these Google Slides uh, and we've made it available for the public. It's all free. So uh, you can check that out for sure. Nice. Um, are there APs of people playing Deimos Academy? There are. So I believe Friends Who Rolled Dice, uh, we played one with them. Um, we played one also with um, with Tony uh, from Plus One EXP. And okay. so, yeah, so that was a while ago. But yeah, we could definitely, uh, I could definitely share it with you. Yeah, yeah. send me the link so I can get it to the people. And yeah. just for fun, um, because we had this conversation uh, off camera, how do you spell Deimos Academy? D-E-I-M-O-S. So it's like the moon or the, the god, I guess. <laughs> there we go. And so it's D-E-I-M-O-S Academy. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and uh, I, I, do you have socials that people should follow to keep yeah. up with Banana Chan? Yeah, so you can find me on all the social media at Banana Chan Games. Uh, and Demos Academy was designed by myself, Austin Taylor, and Amanda Call. I believe Austin's social is Sailor Scout, uh, that's S C T, Austin. Uh, and for Amanda, I believe her socials are Age of Night, that's K N. I G H T, um, and you can find my company, uh, Game and a Curry slash Read Write Memory. We're still in the process of transitioning over um, on all the social media at Game and a Curry, uh, but on Instagram we are Read Write Memory Games. Thank you so much for joining us, Banana Chan. Uh, I'm happy to finally talk to you after kind of hearing you on all kind of cool podcasts and uh, people speaking well of you. And uh, yeah, great chatting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize. But there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy. 
or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.